You alone are a groupie and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world of fun, they run community If you're 17, 25, push it in I'll start this without slagging Matt off. <laughs> just let both barrels go. Just, just go. like that. Just like that. Just start from that. <laughs> oh, do we need to give some context or are we just going to go straight into welcome to series 10, episode 8 of the What the Is it 8? Seven. 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 What are you playing at, you? Series 10, episode 7 of the What the Fault podcast. My name <laughs> is Rob and this fundamental disappointment is. J- JP? He's, he's on the line. No, your name's Matt. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, my name's Matt. Manage Matt. Hi, how are you? <laughs> That's a loaded <laughs> question, isn't it, you tiny moron? Are you giving context to that, me being an idiot? Or... Hmm? I'm not 100% sure it's needed, if I'm honest. I okay. think everyone just assumes you're an idiot. Um, we've, had, we've, had a little, we've had a little lover's tiff, haven't we? We've had a little quarrel in the build-up yeah. to this yeah. recording. It happens. Even, even the best of friends have lover's tiffs. They do when one of the friends is an absolute idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm... sorry, sorry. You just, you're just not good at words, are you? I think that's. I'm the not good. Problem. I'm not good at. I'm not good at communication. Yeah, words and communication, they're all tied into one, aren't they? I suppose. Yeah, you've got to, you've mean, got to use words to communicate. No, 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 oh no, no. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I just the fact that you felt the need to make a point that words are linked to communication probably explains a little bit why we're in the situation we're in um where are you matt uh i'm currently at a, a, a lodge um with my good lady donna in the background and the kids are in the hot tub yeah so uh, i'm currently holidaying audio podcast yeah. matt oh, that's why i explained where i am the ladies in the background and the kids are in the hot tub right okay good uh how's your holiday away so far I mean, it was stressful because obviously I had to record and I was due to record and hence the bit of an argument that we had. <laughs> it was stressful, was it? It was stressful for you, was it? Because yeah. I don't think it was very stressful for you. I think you just ignored your phone until 45 minutes before we meant to record, then came on and said you couldn't record at the time we'd agreed to record and then disappeared mm. again for another hour whilst I was kicking off at you in the group chat. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm good at that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm good at switching off. I'm pissing you off. I'm good at that as well. You are good at both of those things. Um, let's see if you're any good at giving in, telling us what's on the show today. Uh, lots of lots of on the show today. So we've got uh, how's your week in running? Uh, we've got Craig from Runner is here. A runner, runner, however you want to pronounce it. Runner. Uh, runner. Is that? Oh, is it? Did he clear that up? Yep. Nice, nice one. Uh, yeah, Craig from Runner is here, uh, telling you all about the brand and also about his journey. Um, from marathons to ultra marathons and all that stuff, uh, we're going to be talking talking a little bit about the cup final that's uh, just happened, the Parkland Cup final. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant the playoff final. I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> the Parkland Cup final, live from Poolsbrook, it was uh, an awesome event. It was, and lots of people turned up. Uh, Desert Island Disc is here as well with Statman John. Deserted uh, Island Disc. Oh, I get it wrong every time. I'm going to get a fanning order. <laughs> Uh, what else are we going to talk about? I forgot, I've not got it wrote down. I'm, I'm useless. <laughs> this is how prepped I am why is, this week. Why is, why is Ben here? Why is Ben here? You've just told me. I probably wasn't listening. 
Captain Carves lurking in the background. How are we doing, mate? You all right? Is this a new law? I, 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 yeah. I'm, I don't know. I've been busy. I mean, there's so much going through my head right now. I'm not sure how I'm going to get a cut from the start of this shambles. <laughs> I reckon we should just get Statman John in to dub across the whole lot of what Matt's just said. And Yeah. And yeah. Matt, go, go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> I'm all just, right, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Good. Uh, you're not the only one who's uh, here, though, lurking in the background. We've got an, an early lurker. You're not meant to be a stittle, are you? Ah, I know, I know. No, no, you've you've had your chance. No, go on, go on, let him. Why is Ben here? Why Ben's here to discuss the up and coming 10k that we're all running. Could have Can definitely that. described that better. Like, the like it's not. Coming. It's not. It's not that what you've said is wrong, mm-hmm. but it doesn't describe the purposes here at all. Basically, a group of us from the podcast and all the family and the Fartlet family uh, are all pacing around Widness for a 10K, the Jubilee 10K, and Ben is coming on to tell us all how to do it and how to do it professionally and giving us tips and advice of what's going on. It's dead weird, this, because you're getting drunker and you're not actually drinking anything, and I'm not really (laughs) sure what's going on. (laughs) Just injecting vodka into his toes, isn't he? Um, Ben, how are we doing, mate? You all right? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, um, better than Matt, but yeah. How are you? How are you two, other than Matt? I'm on the edge of despair, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> em- embarrassed, slightly embarrassed <laughs> by the quality of what we're putting out this week. Um, right, let's get into it quickly. Matt, how's your week been in running? It's been all right. We, we did a fine. Good, of- thank you. Nice one. Back on you, <laughs> J- J- JB. How's your week been in running? A little bit like Matt's presentation. I've not done a lot, and it's just yeah. been a little bit drunk, if I'm <laughs> honest. Very good, very good. Uh, still recovering from your little blast at the half. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm back on plan now, so I'm starting <laughs> to get back in. But it's it's been a bit slow, so I'm looking forward to to this weekend. Actually, give me something to focus on. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Um, ben, you are on the road to recovery. We'll talk about your your blast at Park Run properly. Um, uh, in the part run segment, of course, when Emma joins us, we wouldn't want to mix up the routine too much. But uh, but you're, st- you're on the road to recovery. We're getting some positive progress, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Been for a couple of runs, and uh, we, we're about eighty percent there. But yeah, I'll explain later. Lovely. He's smiling again. It's good to see. The last few, he's been just staring off into the distance, looking dead sad. Yeah, e- emo Ben has broke my heart a little bit I'm honest over the last two or three weeks um I don't he wasn't on his sleeve done he so yeah. it was a real a real sadness sad Ben um looking forward to getting happy Ben back um uh, so yeah we're gonna get on to oh my weekend oh, we're just about say, what about your week uh, yeah good good thank you uh really good week a uh, little bit of a quiet start I had a I was pretty tired to be honest at the start of the week so I took an extra rest day and then I had a bit of a fiasco with my strength and conditioning that I won't go into because it's boring, but I basically didn't do it because I got angry at YouTube. And then, uh, so by Thursday, I hadn't run. And I was a bit like, oh, a bit down on myself. Oh, and then I went for a run on Thursday and nearly shit my pants. So that wasn't great um, in a speed session. Fortunately, I was only 300 metres from my house. So I kind of like wobble sprinted back and managed to just about make the toilet before I exploded. 
And then, um, so yeah, it was looking like a bit of a write-off of a week, but uh, went for an impromptu run with Jolie on Friday. That was ace. Uh, park run, which I won't ruin, but it was a great, great day out. Uh, we'll talk about it more in a bit. And then me and I don't really want to give him any kind of a compliment because he has pissed me right off. But me and Matt had an absolutely glorious run on Sunday evening. Um, I mean, it should have been Sunday morning, but he bagged out on Sunday morning and asked if we could do it at seven o'clock at night instead. So it wasn't without its standard Matt disappointment. But when we got out, mm. we had a great time, didn't we, Matt? Yes, we did. It was good fun. Yeah, good. Thank of, you. Right. Anyway, next. Kind of so the it. next bit we're going to get to is talking about pacing. Um, so we've got... <laughs> go on, Matt. Sorry. Go on. You can talk. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can fuck yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, I've, I've got one thing to say, though. John, uh, John Flynn uh, messaged me last week and said, Oh, good job on the podcast last week. You were quite, quite well spoken. You, you got your words out quite well and all that sort of stuff. And now look at me. Sorry, John. You've undone <laughs> every bit of hard work. You've had a pretty good series, to be fair, so far. You've had a yeah. pretty solid series and you've undone it all in one oh. half drunk, half incompetent <laughs> 10 minute stint, haven't you? Stop moving That's your it. camera onto your jacuzzi oh. that your kids are in. We don't need that on the video, Matt. There we go. Thank you. Right. Should we move on? One thing that we did in mine and Matt's 10 mile run was we paced without really trying perfectly at 55 minute 10k pace, didn't we? We were doing five, five minute 30 kilometers without really trying, which is really good because that's what I'm pacing on Sunday at Jubilee 10k. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, just to elaborate on Matt's wonderful explanation of it before, we're uh, this Sunday we're doing our first official Fartlek Family Takeover Pacing event. My hometown of Weirdness, uh, with our pals at Run Through, we're going to be pacing everything from 40 to 75 minutes. It's all Fartlek Family members who are doing it. Me, Carves, and the tiny moron are going to be there front and centre, and we're going to have a great time. Uh, one person who's not going to be there though is King Pacer himself. Uh, Mr. Still's not going to be there because you're off to Copenhagen, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah. We're flying at half past six on Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't be there, but uh, I'll be there in spirit, pushing you all around and uh, hoping that you do a good job. And I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Absolutely. But we've got you on the call because you're you're a pretty experienced pace event. I mean, any, any can you put any kind of a approximate figure on how many events you've uh, you've paced at? I think it's about 22 in total. So I, uh, I, I knew I knew he'd have a figure. So that 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 ranges from your quiet new events where you only get a few hundred people turning up to your to your bigger events where where there's been like I think the biggest one has been about six thousand people there. So oh. Ben Ben, I'm so sorry. Matt, he, he's cracking. Have up you put him. your phone down to get yourself what? a beer? Yeah. We're <laughs> recording. I went on mute. That's not the. Oh, you could you could have styled it out. You could have, you could have styled it out, and none of, nobody would have been the wiser, would they? Did you just say and Donna wouldn't have been the wiser? Is that your revert to state to apologise for Donna? <laughs> oh, sorry, Donna. Yeah, that, that would have been the perfect video clip as well for this week until we saw this bottle of Corona sticking out of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Other beers are available. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Every damn day. 
every damn day. Anyway, Ben, sorry about that, mate. So, yeah, plenty <laughs> of experience pacing. Um, and you, you're flipping good at it as well. You take it very seriously. Um, uh, it's And it is. And I think that's a good thing because I have been at events where pacers are just kind of along for a giggle and don't really take it seriously. And I think it's maybe a little bit of a controversial take, but I think if you're not going to really give it your all and, and I'm not saying everyone has to be an experienced pacer. Everyone's got to try starting somewhere. And we've got people this week that are giving it a go for the first time. But if you're not going to take it seriously, people can hang their hats on getting a time supported by you. And it, it needs a little bit of respect putting on it, doesn't it, Pacing? Absolutely. Um, you're there to do a job at the end of the day. Um, you're not there for yourself. You're there to help others. Uh, you uh, you kind of are there for yourself because you're there to enjoy and experience the event and get that gratitude at the end and um, but yeah you've 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 got to stay focused but you've also got to be happy at the same time so yeah and and just being disciplined it's it's all about the discipline it's so easy to it is easy to get carried away you see the crowd you have people around you you get chatting and you just forget your watch for a bit but you you you've got to remember you're doing a job here so and you've got to help all these people around you. You don't know who is relying on you in the moment. It could be the person sat stood next to you. It could be the people in front of you. It could be the people who are 200 metres behind you that are just trying to keep you in sight. So, uh, yeah, you've you've got to be disciplined. Yeah, it's a really, really good point. And I think um, what you said about the fact that it's not just the people that are immediately around you as well, that flag is a good marker for people way back in the distance as well isn't it i think and and we forget about that sometimes we're focused because because i guess that's the risk as well is that you could get carried if you've got someone next to you who's been really vocal really thank you pacer really kind of like i'm sticking with you i want this i really want this time are you going to get it for me and then they start speeding up you can risk getting yourself a little bit kind of carried away with them can't you because they're so vocal but you've got to be really really disciplined haven't you to make sure that you're considering everybody around you not just the person who's closest and talking to you yeah definitely and and being vocal is something you've got to kind of be don't be too vocal don't be annoying throughout the run give people encouragement let them know of everything that's around them photographers water stations obstacles um, but do it do it to a to a level so that people behind and in front of you can hear you but if you're trying to stay just in front of a pacer and they don't catch you if, they, if you can hear that pacer behind you that's a good sign because you yeah. know you still have them um so yeah yeah focus on the people around you talk to them a little bit but but make sure you're aware of everybody and everything around you it's a lot to focus on when you're doing it and you, your watch is obviously key and uh, so keep you keep your eyes keep your eyes flicking down and just remember it course elevation this is one thing i don't want to miss out Re- look at your course before you go there's got to be an elevation map. i've not done this one nobody's done this one is it the inaugural no 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 it's not it's not we, uh, we do have a map from well we, we do have an elevation guide from people a couple of people who did it last year um yeah. the first one was last year yeah so it's 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 flat flat as a pancake but it, it's a climb it's a it's a downward to get off the bridge at the start, but you've got to climb back up to get back up the bridge at the end. So you've just got to have a little bit in you for that last kilometre because there's a climb in it. Exactly. Bank bank a little bit of time in the first mile, but then reassure people, tell people you'll get a lot of people coming to your pre-race. As soon as you put that flag on, you're part of the event and people yes. will see you as part of the event. Uh, you will get people asking you where toilets are, where bag drops are, where the start line is, what pace you're running on the day. Um, so you, you've got to know these kind of things, get there early, get there about an hour early. 
And just if you are going to adjust your pace to take into account the gradient, make people aware of that. Because if somebody thinks, right, 45 minutes, 430Ks, but you go off at 415K, that might dishearten them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, really good point. In case you guys haven't clocked on by where we're going with this, Ben is a super experienced pacer. JP, Matt and I, this is interesting for us um, to to try and learn. This is the first time I'll be pacing with a flag. I've done it at Parkrun before. I've done it informally for pals. Um, I've done it at races informally for pals, but I've never done it with a big flag on my back with all that attention. So we wanted to get Ben on, not just because we love Ben and having him on an extra segment is always lovely, but his experience is invaluable, not just for me, Matt and JP, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I fancy giving pacing a go, this is a good place to start in terms of getting a little bit of advice from someone who really knows what they're talking about. Uh, is there anything else then, Ben? I know I know we've had a few bits of um, of advice in the group chat um, <clears throat> uh, around kind of the, the do's and don'ts and the best practices. You've covered quite a few of them off. Is there anything that really kind of sits at the forefront of your mind when you're lining up at that start as to as how to approach that race? um just be calm calm is one thing you've got to be trust yourself um do a little warm-up beforehand and just make sure your gps is working as well make sure it seems accurate try and feel the pace do a little testing that and then when you're in that starting pen like i say you're going to get a lot of people asking you what are we what are you running at what pace are you running at i've even had one guy ask me before in the starting pen what time are you running today i've got a big flag on me back um, <laughs> It's just quite funny. I thought he was joking, but he genuinely wasn't. Um, but be really calm and be really reassuring to the people and then just ask them how they're feeling and are they, are they excited and just, just be positive about it and uh, mm. make it make them feel that this is about them today and not about you. Um, Good point. One, one thing you get asked a lot is, oh, what time can you run this in? What time? And it's and, and I always try and divert the question. It's not about me. This is about you. What time have you run before? What time are you going for today? And just just, just focus on them. Make them feel confident. Make them feel part of it. And uh, good, yeah. good, good life skill outside of pacing. I, I love one of the one of my mantras. One of the things that somebody taught me when I was younger about how to engage and, and make friends with people is everyone's got a story. Make sure you ask them to tell you it because everyone loves mm. to tell it. And it's a really good way, like you said, divert the attention from you and make it about them. Because I really like the point you made before, Ben. You know, you, you're there to work and you're part of, we're part of Run Through tomorrow. Yes, yes, we're representing what the fart like, but Run Through have been kind enough to give us this opportunity. Um, much like any company that, that offers race places for pacers and you've got a responsibility, haven't you? Um, one thing that you mentioned was your watch is important um, mm. in terms of understanding your splits. But GPS can't always be trusted. Are there any little hints and tips for when your GPS goes a bit skew if? Well, Matt's definitely won't work because Matt's watch never works. I can see him shaking his head. Um, so this is a good one. You, you need to take note, Matt, if you've got a pen and paper. Um, what, what are some good ideas, Ben, for, for making sure that you've got... Yeah, it's actually got a pen. To make sure that you've, uh, you know, that th if the GPS does start playing up, that you've got, you've got a contingency. Problem, problem is he can't spell. So anything I say, can't read, can't write. <clears throat> no. Um, so yeah, GPS can be an issue and markers can be an issue. That's one thing I've noticed on races before. They don't always put the markers in the right places, even yeah. though you see, because they'll generally go out the week before and put graffiti on the floor and put th like 3K or three miles. And then all of a sudden that marker will be another 50 metres down the road. So um <laughs> it's a tricky one set your watch face make sure your watch face has got on it i i like to have this overall distance on it 
um, your lap pace, yeah. and then and then your overall time. I have them three things on mine. So um, every time you go past the marker, just check the overall time. If you're running 50 minutes, for instance, when you go past K1, you want to be that's JP. Um, you want to be going past that K1. And thing is, you want to be a little bit ahead. So if you're a five minute five minute KJP, you want to be hitting that first marker at say about 4:58. You want to be banking about two to three seconds every kilometer faster than what your average pace should be. Reasons for that is if those K markers are out of place and you get to 9K and there's actually a bit more than 1K left, you've got a bit of time in the bank to go ahead. If if the markers are the other way around and it's going to work out a little bit short, it allows you to slow down a little bit. Uh, and allows people to catch up you'd rather be 200 meters from the line with 40 seconds in the bank than 200 meters from the line with 10 seconds to go um, <coughs> so always try and run two or three seconds a k faster uh, if you're in miles work it out at about probably about the same to be honest um, it should work out about right maybe five seconds a mile faster that's your 30 seconds and try and aim to come in if you're 50 minutes coming at 49 and a half but then you can slow down on the finish line and get closer to that 50 and people can catch you and it really spurs people on if they get to that finish line and they see you on that finish line they don't know that you're slowing down but if they all of a sudden feel like they're catching you it gives them a good boost they get the endorphins at the end so yeah overall time k markers just keep checking working the mat out in your head five minute k's k2 10 just under 10 minutes k3 just under 15 and so on um and yeah just just be 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 um visual of your watch just keep just keep those little checks in don't do a mat and do a, a live pace thing um, oh, oh, he's actually making notes. I'm impressed. He's definitely trying to suck up, isn't he? After his terrible, terrible showing so far. Um, he's he's going to run the first K in 4:58 on Sunday because I even said even though he, even though he's supposed to be pacing 45 minutes. <laughs> 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 oh, classic, Matt. Um, I'll, first I'll, I'll K. Like, I'll, <laughs> with, with that A4 piece of paper stuck to his arm. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't. Uh, I'll scribble that out then. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Just change that. Just change it to 4.30. Good lad. So, so about Ben, stuff. quick, quick one. So on. just, just in terms of where you should be finishing then. So should we be aiming for around 30 minutes, uh, 30 seconds to the minute that you're pacing towards? Absolutely. Absolutely. The golden rule is don't finish over your time. Yeah. But the, goal, but the second golden rule is don't finish 30 seconds quicker than your time. So more than 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. So if you're 50 minutes, you want to be in somewhere in the bracket of 49 and a half to 49.59. Yeah, you want to okay. be in that bracket. So, yeah, aim for that. Pace bands, that's something I was about to go on to when you notified. If you can make a pace band, I know for some people it's really easy. But for other people who, Matt, I mean, Matt's got to add up 4.30s continuously. Mm. He's going he's gonna to get lost after after K2. What, what's yeah. nine plus four and a half? He's not going to know. Uh, Matt, nine. what's nine? What's nine plus four and a half? Nine minutes. Nine plus four and a half is nine minutes. What? Well nine plus what? Nine plus four. Nine and plus four and a half is nine minutes. Why would we do nine plus four and a half? Because that's, that's kilometer ben, three. Because that's what Ben told you to do. <laughs> so what, what's kilo? Kilo? Oh, well done, well done. Right, okay. Oh, yes. What six k? Quickly. I don't fucking know. <laughs> 
Pace bands, great idea. Oh, oh I'll just write on them. Make a little pace band. You, you do realise right at the end of this segment he's going to say 27 minutes. <laughs> yes. yes. Right, it um, on your hand, but just be conscious you might get a bit sweaty. It might rub off. Um, one thing that I do is I just do a little laminated thing around my wrist. Other people get a bit of KT tape and just write the times on there and stick that on their arm. Um, some people have transfers. You can buy transfers online that just tell you. So have you have your splits on there just in case. All very very good advice, JP. How are you feeling about it, man? You know me, I'm I'm just telling these things and I'm, I'm dead excited to go. I do know there are a few nerves in the group, though. So, you know, mm. I, I think this will be really good advice to, you know, Absolutely. quality and, nerves. And, and not just to, to, to within the group. I'm hoping that this has got some people getting a little bit invigorated, a little bit excited. who have been yeah. thinking maybe I want to pace, but I'm not quite sure how to go about it. Local park runs often have pacing events. It's a great place to start that 5k i'm not saying it's easier to pace 5k but it's not as long as some of the uh, those 10k half marathon races that often uh, offer out paces and it's a little bit more informal even though it's just as important um it's a good place to start isn't it ben yeah definitely that's where i started i started doing a few pacings at my local park run i uh, just realized i quite enjoyed it and i was coming within the time and uh and then somebody who was part of a pacing group noticed that I was pacing quite often and just invited me in. And here we are like three and a half years later and I'm still pacing events and all being well, I'm pacing at an event the following weekend up at Hull. I'm doing the 10K nice. up at Hull. So if, what, if, one question I have, Ben. Just, this might be a math standard of question, so apologies in advance. But in terms of the flag itself, does it make much of a difference to your run? Okay, so back to the warm-up bit where you're testing your watch, test your backpack with your flag. Um, It should come with, obviously, you've got shoulder straps. Imagine like your your bag that you take on a long run with your water in. It's got your shoulder straps. It's got a chest one that goes across, and then it's got a stomach one as well. So what you're doing is you're putting them on and tighten them, but not too tight. You want to be able to breathe, but your shoulder ones are your key ones. So make sure it's tight around the shoulders. You don't feel it. You don't really feel the bag. Unless it's incredibly windy, you aren't really going to notice it. The flag should be secure in the back of the bag. Um, Maybe if one of you has a roll of gaffer tape of some description, take it. I don't know what bags they use. I know Jane Tomlinson, their pole just sits in the back and it can. I have known I was running with a pacer once and it just flew out the back. If you get a bit of tape, you can take that pole to the rest of the bag. So it, it eliminates the fact of that potentially happening. Um, but generally, when you're warming up, just have a little run. Make sure it doesn't wobble around your shoulders. Um, stomach's not as important. And then, and then yeah, just 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 go with it. And it's, uh, it's, like I say, you hardly feel it. It's very light. But as soon as you put that on, you're a you're a marker for everybody. Yeah, definitely. So just be prepared. Go to the toilet before you put it on, or else you're gonna have people following you to <laughs> asking you questions. Because I, I guess the only thing that I can think of that was anywhere near was running in them sodding Mario karts, and they were awkward because they were bouncing around all over the place. So you know, it's just worried. <laughs> not not worried per se, but you know, you start thinking because that were painful, weren't it, lads? Running yeah. running that 10k in them and just bouncing around and. 
yeah it's a, really, it's a really good point it's a really good point i was and you know what a question that i i probably would have liked to have asked as well so uh thanks for asking it john because yeah it's one of them where you're like oh well i sound daft if i ask this but it, it will make a difference won't it because you're going to be conscious of it yeah definitely definitely but like i say go for a little warm-up go for a little jog use that time to test how loose it is um and hopefully you'll find you'll find it and tighten it and you just genuinely genuinely won't notice it um i don't know what the course is like as well but again just in case there are anything above head heights trees bridges signposts anything like that just be aware yeah um just be aware of them because if you if you're running up i've I've had it at say lincoln no not lincoln york 10k you get sent down by the river and you've got these trees that are about seven foot now i'm six foot and then you've got a flag on you which is about another two foot on top it just scrapes past them if you if you're running by the edge of the road and there's a road sign that pokes out just beware if you're going under that so navigating your way through making sure there's no overhead obstacles um and if you ever get the opportunity to pace Derby half, just say no, because they've right. got <laughs> you pace down by the river. That's this weekend. Um, I said no to it because um, I'm away. Um, but they have you go under these bridges along the canal and they're only about six and a half foot. And you've got a two foot flag on you. And if you're six foot tall, I'm talking I have to literally kind of lean right forward. Down kind of thing. So it's. Bit of a nightmare, bit of a nightmare. But yeah, just keep your eye out for obstacles ahead and obstacles on the floor as well, and shout them out to other people and just just enjoy it. Pacing so much fun. You're running a race, but you're doing a job for somebody, loads of people potentially. Just keep smiling, be positive. Don't chew everybody's ear off. Give them reassurance. Water stations. That's something else I wanted to jump in. Grab a couple of waters, even if you don't need them. People around you might not be able to weasel their way through the pack to get them if you can grab some extra waters and just offer them to the people around you gels as well if they've got gels you never know who might need it take them if nobody needs it put them in your pocket take them home uh, but take what you can off the water station and, and offer them out and uh, people need them they need them if they don't just chuck them that, that's your that's your speciality um, that, isn't it, yeah. I, I, was, I was about to say are you laughing because matt is a pro at stealing gels <laughs> yeah. and taking them home yeah <laughs> I go. I always go up after a race with more than I started. <laughs> I know. We know. We know you do. You take your own gels and then you stuff your pockets with new ones on the way back, ready for the marathon the next year. I've got to be honest, lads. I, I'm even more excited than I was after speaking to Ben. I, I can't mm. wait for it now. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Thanks so much, Ben. Really, really useful. And I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people got something out of that as well, and it'll encourage some people to pace because it's an, it, 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 it's a very, very fulfilling and rewarding job. It's not an easy job, but I think that bit of information that you've given and that bit of expertise that you've given and experience is hopefully going to get a few people coming along uh, and doing some pacing events of their own and hopefully getting involved with us because we're not wanting this to be a one and done kind of job. Um, run through have already told us that they'd like to do it again in the later in the year. Well, we'll see how if they say that after <laughs> how, how well it goes on Sunday. Um, but hopefully we'll be getting some some more events booked in with them, an opportunity for Fartlet family members to come along and pace as part of one of our takeovers. So, yeah, get involved. Just do it, like Ben said. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. You'll have a great time. Matt, how are you feeling about it now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah good. All right, 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 move on. So, next bit. <laughs> uh, everyone who's doing it, though, 
going to be awesome. They are every, every single person that's pacing this weekend is going to be absolutely awesome. Absolutely, could not agree more. Um, sorry, Matt, go on. Have you got to you know, you're, no, you're no, shit. No, no. Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't matter. You sure? Yes, fine. Come to work. those guys trying to break 45 minutes. Why has he run off? <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll be, able, they'll be able to keep up with me this time, won't they? <laughs> why is Aladdin get... running off on me? Matt, I'll get into a race with someone on the final straight. When the, someone sees the final straight and they set off on a sprint, Matt will be like, no, fuck you, I'm going to beat you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you not know who I am? I'm Matt Taylor. No, I'm, I'm going to be sensible. I'm going to be sensible. I'm going to run to that pace and I'm going to get everybody a sub 45. There you go. And, and, and it is an important one. You two, I think, have got probably you two and Alex is doing sub 60. And they're probably the three. 45, 50 and 60 always seem to be three really big markers that people seem really fixated on getting past i know it's different depending on your journey and your um running times and it's you know i'm not generalizing or taking away from people who have got different goals but you see a lot of the 60 the 50 and the 45s don't they, they seem like quite quite key ones that people hurdles people try to get past so not to put any pressure on you lads but you know um just to, just to put that into reality i've paced 45 50 and 55 at 10k events the busiest time slot i did was 55 minutes oh god damn it that's me <laughs> that, there you go have, a, have that pressure double <laughs> that was that was the biggest crowd i had around me at uh at Wilm 10k i think it was and right, okay. yeah it was uh yeah 40 45 is great lots of people want a 45 it's not very chatty up at 45 though no just warned matt um, I was, I was about to say, it's, it's a good job he's got good. no pattern, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Zero <laughs> pattern. Uh, 50s, 50s, you get a little bit of conversation, but 55, you'll, you'll have lots of people around you, Rob. So, uh, yeah, don't chew their ears off, but give them plenty of don't encouragement. Don't put them off the podcast, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> they can, they'll put themselves it's off. It's right, mate, you'll be sending to head. There's no need <laughs> to worry about yeah, yeah, you'll have already ruined it. No, and to be honest, we can, they can put themselves off just by listening to this opening segment, can't they? The first 10 <laughs> minutes of it. But hopefully people stuck around because that was very, very value-added once we got past mm. the nonsense. Thank you very much, Ben. Pleasure. Good Pleasure. job. Good luck. Good luck on Sunday, you three, and everybody else. And uh, mm. when I land in Copenhagen and I've got to the hotel and that, I'll be checking in, checking Striva and checking the group. And, uh, yeah, I'm expecting you all to do really well. Um, can we put a bet on Matt's time now? 43. Oh, we watch. We watch. It's when JP gets the 6K and Matt pulls up alongside him. <laughs> yeah. the way around. Sorry, Pete. When Pete gets the Pete gets the 6K at 40 minute pacer and Matt sidles up alongside him. I'm doing really well, Pete. <laughs> Miles ahead. I feel great. <laughs> I'm definitely going to beat no, this 45. I, 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 yeah. 44, 55 on the run. On the right. note. There you go. Okay. There you go. Money on it. Right, nice one, Ben. Ben, you're going to stick around with us. You might as well, aren't you? Because part run's coming soon. So you're going to stick around with us till we get Emma on. Absolutely. Um, what's next, JP? Have we had any... Is the, is the tide in? I, I, I've been put off by saying <laughs> that completely. I've, I've got a bottle. Oh, oh Matt's bum. No, no. Okay. It's just one that's got a tape in it. And I've got the top boy ready. Let's do it. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. Sorry, I might sound a bit 
breathy. Some might say, just running down, running down to the shore. I, uh, I made this this beautiful picture, Mona Lisa. I made, recreated it. Oh, oh, pardon me, from my eyelashes. Oh God, it's beautiful. But I left my camera back at camp, so I'm just gonna, just gonna get it. I'm gonna get a picture of it. All right, let me. Where was it? Where's it? Where's it gone? Oh, well, let's see. Wasn't in this much earlier. Oh, the tide must have come in and taken it. Oh, my eyelashes! All the sand's getting in my eyes. Oh, God. the place is driving me mad. Anyway, a package has come in, and I didn't know how to describe it. Came in, so I, there was a pause. I didn't know what to do, so I'm just going to tell you there's a package. Oh, I should have planned that bit a bit better. Here it is. Anyway, it's got a tag on it. Let's have a read. Let's have a rummage. Make some noise. This is from Neil. Really running. Oh, fantastic, my man. Let's get in. That's what he said. Hi, SMJ. It's Neil here at Marshall underscore mainly underscore running on the old Instagram, which I'm sure you already know. Um... Lads have told us that um, you are deserted, definitely not deserted, deserted on an island um, and needed to send you something to cheer you up because you wanted to get your hands on your package or something like that. So got a list of things that you'll find in there. Um, my favourite pre-race meal is usually porridge with blueberries and then probably a slice of toast with peanut butter. And a black coffee. If I'm stuck in a hotel somewhere for a race, it's usually one of the porridge pots with some lovely hot water from the kettle and a sachet of brown sugar. So there's all that in there for you. My favourite race kit would probably have to be my base layer shorts. Um, kind of like utility shorts. So they've got a pocket on each side. Um, keep everything tight to your thighs. And um, it means I can wear any kind of pair of shorts I want over the top really. Um, my favourite race medal is probably my Great North Run medal from 2011, the first one I ever ran. It's my first half marathon and as a proud Geordie it meant a lot to um, go over the finish line in South Shields. And my favourite What The Fart Like episode for you to listen to would probably be all the way back in Series 1, Episode 2 uh, with Andy Bradley, Run Brothers Run, because that was the one that brought us to the dance, so to speak. And um, that's when I listened to the podcast for the first time with Andy's amazing uh, story of everything that him and his family went through, which makes you really kind of um, feel thankful for what you've got and not take things for granted. So keep the pecker up, SMJ. Um, I'm sure you'll find a way off there soon. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You definitely might, I'd like to get my hands on your package and that I have. It's a, it's a full one. You've got a happy woman there. So uh, I've eaten it, porridge with blueberries, mixed them in. Toast, peanut butter and a black coffee. Fantastic. Nice and bunged up, so that's going to help. Uh, I've left the uh, the hotel option for uh, when I'm in a hotel with a bit of brown sugar. Because, um, yeah, I want to keep it real. As real as all of this is. 
um, shorts. I've got them in. Uh, I've got them on or in. I'll, I'll tell you what, lad, I did have a sniff before. You uh, didn't wash them, so thanks. Very, very realistic. I feel like you're here in me. Um, they're wonderful. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so great enough run, first half. Congratulations. What a run, what a place. And run, brothers, run. Oh, what a man, what a man. What an episode. I look forward to that one. Might play it on repeat for the week. But yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on, there's something else. <laughs> you guys thought there wasn't something else. What the hell is this? Huge, huge book. Right, oh, there's a letter on top. Let me, let me open the letter up. Ah. Right, what does this say? It's, uh, right. Shall I try and do it in your action? Wait a minute, mate. Pack up. Um, right, I got you a photo album full of loads of fam- familiar faces from the podcast to remind you of home. Oh, I'm cheering up, then. Including four pages, each dedicated to Emma and Matt's mum. Oh, God, I've got ten. Um, but as you're stuck on an island and conditions can be a bit damp and moist, I've laminated each page for you so the photos don't get damaged. My <laughs> man! Oh God, I'm emotional. I'm emotional. Oh, I'm opening. Oh, sweet Jesus. Where do you get these bitches? Oh, right, yeah, I'm, I'm with that, Lance. Oh, oh. Is, is that, is, is, is that, is that man John? Ma- touching himself over my mum? Again. And Emma? Again. <laughs> Again. I've just, I've just come to accept it. <laughs> I can't accept it. I cannot accept it. I can't even tell him he's on a desert island. He's no, he's a deserted. <laughs> Useless. Useless. He's on I, an I, island. I can't get him to touch me. I, I'm more concerned that he's wearing those really tight shorts without overshorts. Mm. I mean that. I mean that. That there, there was a little bit of a underhanded tactic in that message wasn't there from Neil Marshall he was he was having a slight dig at a certain Captain Carves wasn't he because you you have a fundamental um, disagreement difference of opinion with him about those cycling shorts oh it's fine if you've got overshorts on it's when you don't and you can see what said person's had for dinner that, that I have a problem with it it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like a division sign <laughs> yeah True, true. <laughs> 3D division. Tell what your religious beliefs are. <laughs> ball, dick, ball. Um, very good. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was weird. That was possibly the weirdest one so far, wasn't it? And and he could have probably stopped stopped recording for the last 30 seconds. That really was quite offensive to both Ben and Matt, wasn't it? <laughs> um, maybe, I, I, I don't think he knew that you'd hear, you were here, Ben, which probably made it worse. Um, yeah, possibly. But he, yeah, but he just doesn't give a shit about me. Oh, oh no, no. You, you knew you were here, mm. definitely. Mm. A- actively yeah. encouraged with you and your mum. Yep. Um, yep. But there we go. There we go. Anyway, was good, wasn't it? Um, so another deserted island disc episode done. Uh, how many episodes we got left? Got three more of them to come for series ten. So not too many. Uh, if you do want to send him a package, your package. And uh, go ahead, get in touch, drop us a DM, drop us an email, and we'll uh, we'll connect you 
with the bottle people, the bottle manufacturers, so that the tide can come in for you as well. Um, right, that's that one out of the way, boys. Should we get to something serious? Because this episode, I don't know, I was going to say it's not been very serious, but it's kind of yo-yoed, hasn't it? It's seesawed. It started off as absolute anarchy. Then we had a wonderful match drinking again, of course. Uh, then we had uh, a very, very good segment with Ben that, you know, I think was probably one of the best bits we've ever recorded from a kind of information... Yeah, informational and, and, and good quality running content perspective. It's probably the most we've done in about three years. So that was good. And then Statman John came along and, um, yeah, normal service has been resumed, hasn't it? It has. It has. Let, let's, um, let's go back up again now. Let's get let's back improve. up again. That's what she said. Um, and no, maybe not. And uh, let, let's go and chat to Craig from Runner. So, uh, yes, Matt, pronounce Runner. I think I pronounced it at the start of the interview as Run R, and he 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 corrects me. Um, so yeah, it's Runner, great brand. You see them everywhere, don't you, Runner tops? Uh, but the conversation isn't really about the brand from an apparel perspective. I think that would be doing it a disservice. It's certainly not an advert for the brand. It's it's absolutely not us talking about the company and and what they sell. What we do talk about is we talk about Craig's running journey, which is pretty awesome in itself. But we also but we we we've honed in on what runner do in the community because you might not know that you might see the miles for mind stuff advertised on the social media uh, you might have seen the food bank run stuff that they've done but do you really have you dug deep to understand kind of the context behind it the amount of money they've raised the amount of good they've done in the community and just how important the community is to them and you really get that impression from this chat i think that you know great it's, it's community first apparel second um decide for yourself um, I don't want to put thoughts in people's heads, but uh, let's get over. Let's have a chat to Craig. Let's see what he's all about. And uh, and yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. JP, do you want to roll with a little bit of audio? Right then, guys, today we have an opportunity to learn a little bit more about a staple name in our online running community, a brand born out of a passion for running that is so much more than just running apparel. My guest himself is an experienced runner multi-time marathoner and recently jumping into the world of ultras and beyond balancing his passion for sport with raising a family we're going to hear all about his story his achievements and his goals uh, and of course a huge part of his life is the brand that launched in 2016 made by runners for runners we're going to talk all about the journey of a uh, small uh, uk based business all the way to food bank runs miles for minds and a huge presence on the uk running scene let's get into it today we're talking runner with my guest craig how are we doing today yeah, not bad. Thanks, Rob. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Uh, have you managed to get out for a run? No. No, rest no, day? No. <laughs> rest day, yeah. Um, eldest child's not been too well today, so typical family life. Um, I say getting in the way, but we should really prioritise them over running. So. Um, well, yeah. yeah, you say that. Tiny <laughs> violin. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we can, we can always get away with calling it a rest day, can't we? Yeah. Um, right, man, we've got loads to talk about and always do when we're trying to talk to you about your journey. But we also want to learn a little bit more about Runner and, and everything that sits behind that. So I'm going to stop chatting and I'm going to let you take over. Let's start with you, dude. Tell me a little bit about how you first got into running. Where does your journey start? Oh, crikey, you're making me feel like I'm old now. Um, yeah, no, I, I started, I mean, my my dad used to run a lot when, when he was younger. So um, as a kid, I was taken along to sort of a junior running club, um, sort of liked it. But, you know, when you're a kid and your parents drag you along and it's just all these crusty old people doing, going out for runs and stuff. And um, yeah, as a, as a young kid, young boy, played football, watched football, and then it wasn't really till probably what late 20s that I started getting into running when you're sort of not playing football early 30s as much 
um yeah and that's when just sort of adult life started um being more of a thing and you started getting into running so um I'm now sort of 40 so probably sort of 2010 somewhere around there um yeah and it's it's good fun it's um it's just the the chance to get out clock up some miles I'm based in Portsmouth down here on the south coast so I've got the seafront's two sort of streets away from where we are so um it's always a quick grab my running kit chuck it on and uh get out the door for some miles yeah as you find yourself getting older and closer to being one of those crusty old men that <laughs> as a child you derive so much um let's let, 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 let's rewind back to those kind of late 20s then when you when you found running again talk to me about some of those formative years was there um I mean how did you fall back into it was it a case of signing up for a race was it kind of a, a, a you often hear people we chat to people in podcasts so about those kind of early midlife crises where they where they think <laughs> oh no I'm uh, you know the metabolism slowing down a little bit I need to shed a few pounds was there kind of a was there an event or a moment that made you fall back into it I think that probably not being good enough at football and not getting into the team was enough to think you know what I, I might need to do some more exercise during a week yeah um Based here in Portsmouth, where it's the home of the Great South Run, so it's right on our doorstep every October. So I, I remember, yeah, late 20s signing up to Great South Runs and thinking, 10 miles, which is not a huge distance, doesn't involve a huge amount of training versus sort of halves and, and full marathons. So just getting into the routine of, of doing that, and it's I think that as you do get that little bit older, you do start to realise the benefits of going out for a run. Um, we know from from chatting to people, both friends and family and on social media, that we all, to an extent, we all use running as a way of managing our mental health. And that's not that's not to say we've got big things in our lives going on. That's just shitty day at work. Kids are being challenging at home. I just want to go for a quick run. And I think as you start to get older and you the, the pressures of life just always appear that going out for runs a great thing. And I don't think there was any sort of epiphany moment for me. I think it was just something I fell into. I'm sort of naturally okay at running so I can kind of get on board with it touch wood I've never had any serious injuries and I just feel I just feel like it's probably something I got on board with and it worked for me and then yeah as football tailed sort of um I stopped stopped being picked stopped going along um it was very much a case of let's let's take let's give running a go I can pick myself to go for a run so more like that and get on board with it you certainly did because you threw yourself into running and and you've achieved an awful lot um plenty of marathons in in the bag now um do you have a race from I don't you've been running for a while as well so I don't want to kind of just gloss over the entire period in one question but so if if we focus on kind of those formative years as you're getting into it as the football's tailing away as it's becoming something you're more and more passionate about is there a race that is a standout is the one like maybe a marathon or another race that you think yeah that was a pretty special one I think uh, I've done London three times. So the first time I did it was 2010 and my dad had done it. I think he did it three or four times. First one was back in the early 80s. And you see pictures of my dad old school back in the day when it was all like really, really, really old cameras. And you see the images of him and and doing it. And um, I think that's probably what stuck with me as a youngster and growing up. I never had ambitions of doing London at all. And then. I don't know, just at some point, I think as well, I had a family member who was suffering from cancer at the time. So I was like, you know what? I could do London, run for a breast cancer charity. Um, great reason to do it. It gives me an excuse to do London Marathon. It kind of all came together. And 
as I say, London, as you well know, it's a spectacular event. It's a phenomenal event. I've done, I've been fortunate to do probably five or six marathons and just the spectacle, the atmosphere, the people, the build up in the expo. Um, that first marathon for me was probably, yeah, 2010 was where I was like, I could get on board with this. This this is pretty awesome. It was incredibly hard as, as marathons are. Um, if you get over the finish line and literally crumple into a heap on the floor um but that for me was probably the, the, the first marathon i did and probably is the one that really sticks in the mind as a, a real wow event to be a part of yeah it, it's it's a special one and everybody says it i don't think there's anything like it in the world i know that when you think about the world majors i think tokyo gets um a, a lot of plaudits for being uh so different culturally and being on the other side of the world and being so unique and special boston of course is the golden goose but I mean, I've not run these other races, but from the conversations that I have with people who have, London's different, isn't it? There's just something mm. about that city on that day and that race that just, it's just, yeah. there's nothing like it, is there? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible. I mean, um, fortunately, my other half lived in Greenwich, right by the start. Wow. So 2010, literally her flat looked out over the park where it starts. Yeah. So I was able to get out there a few days early, go to the expo, do it all in a relaxed fashion, had a sort of our own beds to sleep in the night before. But then just what, 45, 40, 45,000 people headed to the start line. It's just a different beast compared to Great South Runs, only sort of 20,000 people. It's just a different thing. And Again, as you would have experienced at the expo, the buzz of people that have travelled from all over the world, all over the UK, that have all come together for this kind of weekend of of the event and the Sunday of of the running itself is just phenomenal. So um, yeah, that's that's definitely the one that sort of lit the the spark to want to do do more. Yeah, absolutely. And and you have done more. Um, it's not just a couple of London marathons. You've you've achieved an awful lot. And and in 2022. Uh, I believe you uh, you kind of parlayed into into the world of ultra <laughs> running. So tell me a little bit about stepping off the road and onto and onto those longer distances. I used to think ultra running was just pointless, and I was like, why do people what twenty six point two is far enough? Why bother stepping up to ultra running? Um, <clears throat> Matt at runner, he's done quite a few ultras in the past. I'm just like, why bother? Like collecting marathon medals is fine. And then it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I just started doing a few trail runs. And I actually, I'd never really trail run before. Where we are in Portsmouth, you have to jump in a car to go find the trails because we're in a city right on the south coast. So it's promenade. I can do 14 miles around Portsmouth, not see any grass, elevations like two metres. So I did a little bit of trail running and I really enjoyed it. And I was, and suddenly something sort of bit me and was like, I could get into trail running. Matt kept going on about ultra running. So I thought, you know what? I might give it a go. I had about five or six marathons under my belt at that point. Um, so Centurion running, do some really good runs down here in the south, across the South Downs and the North Downs. So, yeah, I put, I, I signed up for the South Downs way 50, which is a 50 miler going from Worthing to Eastbourne along the South Coast. And I don't I think we've been out for a few beers and we were like well if we do the 50 we might as well just sign up for the 100 miler that's later on three months later yeah why, why not, not? It's part, the 50 is just a training run so yeah, you're halfway there aren't you <laughs> <laughs> so we, we signed up for the 100 as well so we had like three months in between the two events and um I had never never obviously run further than 26.2 which I, I felt comfortable doing but that was just a different beast going into the world of ultra running. It's, the unknown was there. I think I 
I have, have a friend who's a nutritionist, so I approached him to get my sort of diet better than it was. And my, my diet's not awful, but there was definitely room for improvement. Um, training plans was really important, especially with the elevation involved. I think the, the 50 miler, there was about 6,000 feet of elevation. Wow. And as I say, I'm used to Great South Run. There's no elevation on it and down here. So um, it meant jumping in the cars, driving up to sort of the South Downs, doing training runs up there. But yeah, 2022 was probably my, the biggest year of running I've ever had. And I say I turned 40 last year and it's the best running I've ever had. Biggest year, but best year. Best year in terms of the process of going through the training for it. It was full on. There was some, you're doing a 33 mile training run. It's like, what? Um, it's just ridiculous. But it paid off and it was, the 50 was really, went really well, really enjoyed it. The 100 was brutal, absolutely brutal. 27 and a half hours of running. Um, I vowed I'd never do it again. And then six months on now, I'm kind of thinking, well, <laughs> <laughs> what's next? I know I said I wouldn't, but, you know, it's uh, they're addictive. It's like marathon running. As soon as you get into marathon running, they're, it's addictive. And I think ultra running is, um, I'm quite a competitive person for times. But at the moment, I'm looking at ultras and trail running, thinking it's not about the time. It's about the enjoyment of the the experience, whether it's 10, 12, 24 hours, 27 hours. Um, yeah, it's a phenomenal thing to get into, but it just it involves when you've got, I'm running my own business, I've got young kids, got family life. There's a lot of things that you have to manage at the same time, which is not easy. And it puts a lot of pressure on you physically, mentally, everything that goes with it. So, um, yeah. Good, good fun all the same though. And, and what, an, <laughs> what an achievement, what an achievement to be able to say you've, um, you've ticked off on your, on your running bucket list. Let's, um, you mentioned about balancing things in life and that segues us nicely into starting to maybe talk about runner. So let's, let's take me back to 2016. Talk to me. Let's, let's just not make assumptions that anyone knows about runner, knows about the background, knows about the brand. Let's just, just talk to me about where it began, what the mission statement was, those early kind of stages. Yeah. So <clears throat> Runner sort of launched, if, if we can use that word, back in April 2016, which seven years ago feels like an eternity. Um, myself, Matt and Martin, three friends, grew up together, went to school together, played football together. Myself and Matt are the two that are really keen on running. And we kind of, yeah, got together 2015 and just doing some runs. And we thought, you know what, it'd be really cool to try and create an identity that someone who's passionate about running can wear on their T-shirt, on their hoodie, across their chest. If you imagine that someone wearing a, a big American sports brand, big Nike tick or an Adidas yep. logo on their chest, if you see them down the pub, when you're shopping, down the beach, they could be into any sport. It could be tennis, rugby, football, hockey, could be running, could just be like, they're like the fashion and they don't do sports. So we were like, can we create something that if you saw someone wearing a runner top, you know their passion is for running. So that's kind of where the idea came from. So we were like, well, should we just try and create something? And this was, as I say, seven years ago. We, we didn't have any kids in our lives. We had all the spare time that childless people and, and childless families have. And it was we just threw a load of ideas together, uh, came up with runner, the logo, created a, a website nice and simply, got ourselves on social media. Yeah, we launched in that April and, and we, we sort of sat there and waited. Yeah. And, and then we didn't, no one bought anything. And we thought, oh, this is a bad idea. And then someone someone bought something after a week, sort of bought a first T-shirt. And we were like, that person's kind of understood what runner represents. They've obviously got a passion for running. 
they've used their sort of hard-earned money to buy into a product and a, an identity that we've that we've created from a belief that we had and we were like that's amazing that's it's giving me goosebumps now talking about it because it's like whenever even now people buy in our kit we're like they're obviously buying into the fact they love running and that's what runners all about and yeah the first sort of year two years it just slowly ticked along we were all in full-time employment at the time um it was very much it wasn't a case of can we create a business it was this is a hobby let's have some fun we were going out doing these events we're doing sort of marathons and bits and pieces and could we just have a bit of fun with it and everything any money we made we reinvested back into broadening the products and the designs so we we weren't making any money out of it and then as kids started coming along in our families you, your spare time just starts disappearing because you have to look after these little bundles that come along and um and it got to the point where after a few years we were like crikey for, for us to carry on doing this it, at least one of us needs to go full time because we couldn't give the time and the effort to it we either took a foot off the gas with it and just let it sort of do whatever it was going to do or we could one of us go full time um, and focus a bit more so i very very quickly threw my hand up in the air and said i'll go i'll go full time that's fine um, it worked really well from a, a work-life balance, home life, other half traveling a lot with work, two young kids. Um, it gave me more flexibility to kind of help out and, and sort of daddy daycare to an extent. Um, yeah, and it just allowed us to grow runner. And we we started off with one hoodie and one t-shirt and a couple of colors. And over the years, it's just grown. Customer numbers have grown. We've been able to, to develop our product range. Um, and even now when you get people buying our stuff and sometimes you see people wearing our stuff at events and you're like you could have worn anything out of your wardrobe you could have worn your high street branded stuff your event stuff you could have worn anything you've got and you've picked your runner hoodie your runner hat your top whatever it is to wear um and you end up pinching yourself because you're like these these people these runners these normal people are wearing stuff that we've created from an idea um we often go to the national run show in january each year at the nec and people turn up wearing runner and it's like you could have worn anything you could have worn anything for that weekend so it's um yeah that's kind of like where we started and and as we're still at we're, we're a tiny brand in the uk but we're trying to chip away at the the running market the the sports apparel market and um yeah there's, there's plenty to go at so um we'll see what we can do well you talked about community you talked about the humility that it brings to see people buying into to to the message that you're trying to put across to the brand that you're trying to build and i think one of the key things that i've always noticed about runner and my understanding of runner predates pretty much my most of my online presence i think because i, I seem to remember being on twitter and thinking that runner as a hashtag was a way to way to way to kind of get people to know other runners to notice um that you're talking about running your tweet i didn't know i didn't know you were a brand i didn't know you were a product it preceded my knowledge of 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 the company that that runner was such a prominent thing on that social media platform and i think that's 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 still a huge part of, of 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 your of your branding of your ethos talk to me about how that social media presence that online running community has helped to build runner and how important it is in delivering the the message and the ethos that you want to deliver i think when we when we first started because as i say myself and matt keen runners going to lots of events 
<clears throat> we just used to like anybody does you jump on social media and you chat to people about running and we both have our own social media accounts which we don't use a huge amount so we just started using runner as our way of chatting to people and what we found was that people runners love talking to runners you guys know that we all love sharing our stories of successes of failures because we learn from our failures um, as painful as some of them are and we were able just to chat to people a great thing with social media we're down on the south coast it's irrelevant on social because it doesn't matter where you are geographically you can just chat to people so we ended up building sort of say relationships we ended up building making contact with people all over the place just chatting about what they're doing where they're doing it what they've got planned coming up what they've just had what pbs how many park runs they've done um there's always tons of really fun stuff going on in the world of running so whether it's park run alphabet challenges or whatever it is there's tons of stuff going on covid proved that as well people had to think outside the box and come up with these creative um challenges just just to do so um yeah social media was really it still is really important for us it's it's a way of connecting with runners which is what we want to do it is hard managing it because again there's so much going on with the business and with life you do find it hard um but having said that it's it's brilliant to pull out the the gems of people on mondays when they're you can tell that people's legs are killing them but they've got their medal around their neck and they're showing it off and they're they're hobbling backwards down the stairs and all that sort of stuff so um yeah it's, it's been great and for us we we use social media both to chat to people about their running but also like you say getting our the message about our brand and what we're up to and we want we, we don't want runner to be a business we want it to be uh, almost like a community that people can just engage with and there's lots of communities out there and we're just one of 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 many so um yeah it's, it's a great fun to be there's so much positivity there's a lot of negativity in the world but in the world of running there's so much positivity out there you don't have to look too far to find it which is really good yeah it is an overwhelmingly supportive place um and, and you mentioned uh, about how you want runner to be more than just a running company a, a more than just a, a clothing company let's talk about some of the initiatives that you guys champion that you guys have driven um that frankly are, are pretty impressive um not to, to steal your thunder and explaining them but let's let's talk about miles for mine to start with tell me a little bit about that yeah so in in the early days when we started runner so on social media we could see it's really obvious that lots of people use running as a way of managing their mental health i touched on it earlier it's not it's not about many people use it in different ways it doesn't have to be about serious stuff it can just be around i've had a bad day at the office at home life whatever it is and some people use it to manage their anxiety their ocd um we all use it in different ways so we kind of thought well there's a really common theme in the running world of why of how people use running to manage their mental health so we thought well how could we support minds the mental health charity in raising money and awareness of them um awareness great in that mental health is not a taboo subject anymore people are openly talking about it it helps when public figures are talking about it because it just makes it go you know what it's just a normal topic to be talking about so we created miles for mind which is a, a virtual event so the first one took place in may 2018 to coincide with mental health awareness week and yeah we we basically used it as a platform where parts of the entry fee went to mind people could fundraise during the month of may so they would choose a distance and try and cover it in the month of may 
And since that first year in 2018, we've, we've gone through some different formats of having one or two or even four events a year. But the community that have taken part have raised over £375,000 for Minds, which is amazing. It's just that doesn't even go to describe it. And it's not us that's raised the money. It's the running community, the Miles for Minds running community that have raised that. And uh, lockdown, COVID times, the events industry was hit really hard and a lot of people needed challenges like Miles for Minds to take part in. I think we had six and a half thousand during the May of 2020, um, during sort of those initial times of, of lockdown and COVID and stuff. And yeah, people wanted to, even today, people still want to be part of a community and, and something like that just brought people together. It gave them running for the same cause, the same goal. Um, charities are finding it really hard at the moment. So anything, events like this that can be done to, to, to raise awareness and money for the charity is phenomenal. And um, yeah, we almost, we, we're the, we sort of support Miles for Mind. It's very much the, the Miles for Mind community have raised that money. But it's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing it. And mental health's a topic that we talk about quite a lot. And we encourage people to open up and share it because it's, some people aren't comfortable talking about it. But the, the running community is such a supportive place. It often gets really good uh, sort of reception and, and, and feedback. Yeah, a wonderful cause as well and, and a great charity and yeah. the, the numbers are absolutely mind mind boggling. But I know you say that the community are the driving force behind it. But of course, it's the hard work that you guys put in to give them a platform to do so. So so well done to you for that. Now, if, if Miles for Mind is your flagship um, in terms of your community efforts, it's certainly not the only thing that you focus on in terms of trying to give something back, in terms of trying to build a support network for the various places out there that might need it let's talk about something more recently tell me about food bank run yeah so <laughs> food bank run um is a random one uh, the thought came up last year I was, I was working at home listening to the radio they were talking about food banks and how this is back in june last year so russia ukraine war was on had started early part of the year people's um cost of living was starting to kick in there was just a lot of talk around food banks and how people are starting to struggle for money. Cost of food was going up. So people were really starting to, to find things tight. And they were talking about food banks and they asked people to phone in to the radio show I was listening to to talk about how they started using food banks. And I have my preconceptions of who uses a food bank. I've never been to one. I'd never use one. I don't know friends and family that use them, but then I wouldn't expect them to kind of turn around and say, oh, hi, by the way, I use a food bank. Yeah. So. I was listening to the radio and a family phoned in and said look, they're, they're a couple the the mum had two jobs the dad had one job they were paying their rent electric water bill council tax and food was literally fifth or sixth on the list of things they had to buy and they couldn't put food on the table for their kids and having two boys at home I was like to put myself in their shoes you would be mortified if that's the right word at not being able to do that so I was listening to this thinking, right, what can I do as an individual, as a dad, as a, as a parent? And, um, but then how can we get the running community involved in something like this? Straight away, I was like, this is the sort of thing the running community would be all over and would want to support their local food bank. So I reached out to a local running club, Fairham Running Club, um, reached out to their welfare officer because they previously done had, had carried out food bank runs. So I said, look, tell me, how did you do it? What did it involve? What did it include on, on the food, on the run itself? 
Uh, it turned out the welfare officer I went to school with 24 years ago. Okay. And we hadn't seen each other for 24 years until we walked into the same coffee shop and we're like, I recognise you. Um, so it's kind of a, an amazing crossing of paths again. And Sarah was on a similar mission to get people to support food banks because of a personal situ- uh, personal situation she had. And yeah, we, we spent a couple of months sort of getting a plan together. And ultimately, we asked the running community, will you support your local food bank? Really simple ask. The focus was on February this year. So February 23. That's the month when food banks have their highest usage in a year. So it's cold. It's dark. Um, some bills, council tax are paused around Christmas time, I believe. And they all kick in in February. So it's a real pinch point. Christmas has come and gone. So families feel the pressure of putting food on the table and putting presents under the trees. So we, we just literally said to the running community in the month of February, organize, find out where your nearest food bank is. Just Google it because there's no central uh, register for every food bank in the UK. Just Google it. Contact your food bank. Ask them what they need. Go down to the shop, buy some supplies and run to the food bank. And we thought if we can get some runners, maybe some clubs to take part, then brilliant. It's going to support some some food banks. And it kind of snowballed and, and took us by surprise with how many people wanted to get involved because we were in contact with England Athletics. We spoke to sort of park run behind the scenes. We spoke to clubs up and down the country event organizers we had the likes of women's running magazine getting involved and different communities were getting their sort of empowering their followers to get involved and what it ended up with was over 500 clubs groups events event organizers national run show got on board um all supporting their local food banks so we created an interactive map of the uk and what you had was this map covered in pins for everyone involved from Falmouth in the West Country to Aberdeen, where there was three clubs, literally covered. And it was phenomenal, the amount of people that stepped up. Um, we think in, in around about 77,000 kilos of food was donated, which is basically three Arctic lorries of food. So to put it into context of that was extra food donated by the running community to their local communities, um we were blown away by it and we we created a facebook group where runners could share their food bank runs and we couldn't keep up with it it was just people wanted to share what they were doing where they were doing it how much was donated um it was just phenomenal and it was an idea we had but again we just we just threw the idea into the running community and the running community do what they normally do and support amazing causes and it was just phenomenal yeah it's it's amazing man it's it's again it's that spark of an idea that can empower people to be amazing and yeah. fair play to you for, for for giving that spark um listen we've been talking for half an hour already i can't believe um how quickly it's gone but it will be a miss without uh, it'll be a miss for us to finish talking today without um uh, thinking about what's next and talking about what's next so let's talk about runner for a start um uh, you, miles for mind has been going on in may that's right isn't it for this yes we've got so that's coming to an end yep yeah we've got may and then we've got another one in october to coincide with mental health awareness day yes um so we'll always carry on miles for mine it's a brilliant platform for people to raise awareness and and money for mind the food bank run this year was kind of version one so we're already got the wheels in motion to think about what we can do to make it bigger and better for this coming autumn and winter 
So we're going to be contacting even more clubs and groups and just giving people more um, warning, if that's the right word, yeah. of, of what's coming and how they can get involved and how they can take part. Um, and then, yeah, just for runner, we're, we're just trying to, to get ourselves in front of more runners. We're looking to work with more events companies, with more people in the world of running, um, keep on supporting the community and using it as a using runner as a platform just to share the awesome stories projects initiatives movements that are, are going on out there and um hopefully if people stumble across us and like what we do and, and, and what we're we, it's in our kind of merch shop they might buy it if not they'll get involved in some of the initiatives it's um it's, it's the beauty of running you can dip in and out whenever you want to yeah win-win either way and uh, and good luck to you with it how about from a personal perspective um i know you said you were thinking toying with the next ultra <laughs> challenge anything booked in from a running perspective for you or are you still trying to make that next plan i think i vowed last year was a lot of running so i vowed that 2023 might be a quieter year um i'm all already chomping at the bit to try and get something in the diary but i'm, I'm thinking that next year i might dive back in um yeah so nothing i don't want to hold myself to it to sort of over over commit and also over promise and under commit so um I'll, I'll keep the calendar free at the moment yeah sounds sounds like a good plan until that one comes along that you think oh, i'm definitely <laughs> gonna not te- not tell the wife that i'm gonna <laughs> yes. to it. um sounds about right now uh, okay so let's finish up where can people find out more so if they're interested in uh, miles for mine for male have finished by the time this episode goes out but october's coming soon of course they want to if they want to keep up to date with what's going on from a community perspective if they want to get geared up for, for maybe getting involved in the food bank stuff in its second iteration or of course if they want to come and have a look on the shop and and and, and fly the runner flag a little bit where, where do people go how do people get in touch yeah so the food bank runs based on our website which is runner.co.uk so it's r-u-n-r.co.uk socials just put in runner we will pop up we're on twitter facebook instagram strava uh, we'll be sharing plenty of information in advance of all of those initiatives of, of how people can get involved. And, yeah, if you want to ping us messages, chat on social, myself or Matt will be there. Um, yeah, and it's uh, we look, look forward to what's going to come over the next or well, the rest of this year and, and onwards. Sounds good, man. Well, listen, it sounds like you've got an awful lot of planning to do for the rest of the year, so I won't keep you any longer. Thanks so much for your time. Hopefully our paths will cross uh, to have a catch up in person at some point, but really appreciate your time. Well done with everything so far and good luck with the next steps. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Rob. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to our brand new podcast, The Adventure Blather. We'll be talking about our love of the outdoors and the adventures we've been on, planning and on the wish lists. We'll be covering lots of activities from wild swimming to running, munro bagging and paddleboarding. Each week we will have inspiring guests who are ready to share their stories and passion for adventure. Nothing is off limits and we promise to always keep it real and share the good, the bad and the inspirational. Our new episode is out now and we hope you enjoy it. Hannah, I'm excited. Are you? Absolutely. And I'm always ready for a blether. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and seeing as how uh, Matt's buggered off into a hot tub, we've upgraded him. So, what did you think of that, my fine six-foot friend? I, I assume you're talking to me. I could be talking to you or JP, but JP's always here. So, yeah, I was addressing you. Uh, which bit, the advert or the or the guest? Uh, which other you prefer? 
let's let's go for the guest. The guest was great. I I, I really like the story. It's really inspirational. I like all the bit he spoke about running and uh, about his brand and. Uh... You're really committing to being Matt in this segment, aren't you, Ben? You've not listened to it, have you? <laughs> You haven't sent it me, so how can I? <laughs> that's that's a good point. Matt gets it every week and chooses not to listen to it. You, of course, uh, won't hear it until tomorrow. No. I'm sure you'll listen to it and you'll really enjoy it. JP, Craig, good lad, wanting. Yeah, really good chat. I, I mentioned it last week um, when you disappeared with bad internet, uh, that, that it's a really good chat. Um, just the story around the community and the charity stuff is just brilliant. And um, yeah, I, I didn't realise when I did all of that. So yeah, he's just a cool guy. Really good. Yeah, yeah, good to know. I always like it when they work out like that. Certainly didn't feel like an advert for Runner. Didn't feel like we were just, you know, he was trying to shill his product. It very much comes secondary. I think the the brand is more about the community work, and I love that. And that I, I thought yeah. came through the whole way through. Um, right, where do we go to next? It's Park Run now. This is weird. I've not got Matt to insult. Uh, but we've got part. We've already got one half of the part run power couple, the Cowell Club cuties. Um, so Ben, why don't you introduce the other half so we can get straight to a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of part run fun? Um, it's kind of awkward because she's sat right next to me. So, um, uh, M, uh, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about part run? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say something nice, but no, 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 no. I do that all the time anyway. So. Yeah. Ben, uh, you're, meant to be, you're meant to be Matt this week. You, you're not going to sing a song to introduce her. Does he sing a song about us? No, but he sing. Yeah, but he'll normally sing a song on request because he's pretty impressionable. Oh, I'm not. I'm not like Matt. Don't don't yeah. you dare accuse me of being like Matt. <laughs> that, that is that is Pro- professional. Very professional, Ben. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, straight, and, and, and you can clear. read and write, which is good. Emma, are you here? Yes, I'm here. She is. She is. <laughs> Emma, how are we doing? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. Very good. Very good. A little bit of a last minute recording. So thank you so much, both of you, for uh, for rejoining us, Ben, and joining us, Emma, because we've got to get the very important part run segment. And part run segment this week is, is very, very important and it's very special because normally when we get to this segment well for the past three or four months we've talked about where you guys have been for part run this week of course that's the normal approach that we take but we've also been talking about the part run cup uh the second uh, inauguration of the part run cup which you guys have uh, seamlessly and very professionally uh taken charge of through the course of 2023 but today we are going to as jp showed us with a symbolic merging of his hands up in the top right-hand corner of uh, of this conversation. We brought them together. The two worlds collided today. Uh, this week, sorry. Uh, and why was that, Ben and Emma? Well, it was the 2023 Park Run Cup final at Poolsbrook Park Run. Uh, quite local to us, uh, which means that Ben did not want to go because we've already done it before. <laughs> yes. I mean, if I could have dragged them somewhere else in the country, I wouldn't, but it might have been unfair. But I did manage to get them to Poulsbrook instead of Rother Valley. I was going to say, at least it wasn't Rother Valley, mate, eh? Correct, correct. I have a tourism streak and I'm sticking to it. Um, I want to get to 100 and then I don't care. I just want to hit that 100. So we've got nearly a year to go. Nearly, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure. sure. (laughs) Yeah, it seems absolutely... I'm incredibly happy at that uh, prospect. Um, let's let's 
do it a bit differently then, I guess, guys, because we don't need to talk about pools, but we talk about pools broke all the time. It's one of our favourites, isn't it? We've we've been there before. We've we've had fun there before. People know the course. People know all about it. Why don't we uh, Why don't we talk a little bit about the Park Run Cup final? And let's let's hone in on that and talk about what happened on the day. Give us your give us your professional rundowns as the uh, the organisers, the supreme chancellors of the Park Run Cup 2023. Um, so, yeah, so it was lovely sunny Saturday morning, wasn't it? And uh, mm. we had a nice group of us turn up and they were obviously all there for the main event, which was my return to running. So uh, it was... <laughs> it, was it, it absolutely was, not mate. It was watching Paul Locke do something other than a half marathon. Oh, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's not forgiving me. He's absolutely not forgiving me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll stand by it. He went and ran... Uh, Seven miles the day on Sunday. Was it Sunday or Monday? Monday, maybe. Shocking behaviour. He's it's, actually doing some running. So, he's, he's on plan. Tough love. Tough he's love. Paul, Paul, that's brilliant. We love Paul. Um, yeah, so Portland Cup final. Um, Leone versus John. Um, John was one minute 15 ahead on time, so he had to try and finish at least one minute 15 or more ahead of Leone. Um they both went for their warm-ups, didn't they? Very professional. Leone had a group of pacers, mm. uh, as did John, uh, paced by yourself and uh, Joe Lee. Um, yeah, so so there were there was no advantage to either. You both you both had a group helping you around, and off they set. And uh, they both ran incredibly well. Uh, both getting PBs on the day, one slightly more than the other one. Um, and yeah, it was great to see. It was great to see them put the effort in all the way through. I think Leone's taken best part of four minutes off her time since she started, and John was about three, three and a half minutes or something. So he's he's massive, and uh, that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see people improving throughout the competition. That was the whole point of it. Because uh, a lot of people tend to just go to park runs and just plod them, or don't really try pushing themselves, but they love it when they do push themselves because. They see the results, and and we all love a PB. Uh, Emma, did you feel personally attacked by that statement? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) 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 Ben's reaction was like, yeah, well. Um, If it hurts, if it hurts, then it's because it was meant to. And you pushed it, and you were quite pleased that day at Hull when you went round, weren't you? Uh, And despite not making it through, you still looked back and went, you know what, that was a good run, so. That's the whole point. It's to to get out and feel that that buzz of doing something a little bit out of your comfort zone and hopefully seeing an improvement. So we saw that the whole way through, and that that culminated with John and Leone making it to the final. Um, and it was it was a great day and a great run, and it was it was fun. It was exciting. We got to the finish. I'd pre- briefed them beforehand. Don't let anybody know your time. Um, obviously, pace is new times, but. Yeah, I got the results off them, and then we did the reveal. And, uh, and John, he was he was the winner on the day, and Leone's a winner as well. Despite not winning, she still won in our eyes because she she went and PB'd. And the, the, the fact that they both PB'd in the final, isn't it? You know, the, the fact that um, there's been so many people improve over the whole thing, but those two actually taking that much time off and then PB'd in the final. It's what you know. That's what it's all about, right? And, and Ben, am I wrong? Did, uh, did they both PB'd every round, didn't they? John, no. John didn't. Leone did. John John came up against Doug 
when Dog was injured. Uh, so uh, John was very tactical, shall we say, throughout the tournament. Um, and John John knew that he was up against Doug and Doug was coming back from his illness that he had over Christmas. So he played it tactically there. And the same against Karen as well. I think it was Karen. Look at the draw, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, Karen. Was it, was it, oh, was it Haley? Was it it's Haley. Haley. Haley, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, look at the draw. It just depends who you get. I mean, there were people in the tournament that went through that ran like two minutes slower than their PB because their opponent didn't put an effort in. So... It is purely who you get drawn against. Um, and, and you can play it tactically if you want, or you can just go all out every single round. I think first round, they only got like a 1 minute 44 PB. That's yeah. in the first round. And then she knocked another 1 minute off in the second round. So, and, uh, But yeah, no, they, they, they both they both performed. They both deserve to be there. And uh, yeah, it was great to see. And uh, John, John's got to come back next year now, despite saying he won't. He's... He's got to come back because he's got to defend his title. Got a title to defend, hasn't he? And he's got to do better than uh, 2022 winner Claire Manan, quarter-finalist. Mm-hmm. Quarter-finals, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's what he's got to beat to prove himself as the best legacy victor next year. Yeah, yeah, fair. So, I'm sure he will be. I'm, I'm sure he will be back. He's will have another year of running under his belt and uh, he'll, be, he'll be in better shape and yeah, let's see where he goes next year. Definitely, definitely. And what a lot of good fun it was as well. A great day out. Loads of fart like family representation. Ben alluded to it earlier. Great to see so many of you guys coming out to support people. Particularly, and I'm not, no, particularly is the wrong word. Everybody who came, whether they came from a couple of miles away, it's amazing that you came down to support. But, you know, just special shout out to Neil Marshall, coming all the way down from uh, from good old Tyneside. And Pete Marshall as well, not related, um, coming from the other end of the country, um, showing up on my doorstep at nine o'clock on Friday night, asking if he can stay over because he's uh, decided he wants to come and, and get involved. It's stuff like that that really makes you realise that all the hard work, and by us, I mean Ben and Emma, do is, is worth it, isn't it, guys? Because people obviously care enough to, to make those journeys and to be that invested and involved and just 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 uh, another um uh, thank you to you guys for all the work you've put in because look at look at the impact it has on people i would devastate it to miss it to be fair I, i'm still repping the the firelight t-shirt of the my own part room but yeah good not to be there yeah, it was it was it was a good day it was a good day any takeaway memories ben emma before we move move on and, and close the book on this chapter of uh, a part run cup uh, I just want to shout out Jessica because she came to Fullsbrook. She'd not met anybody before um, and she turned up and met everybody and she said she loved it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah legend. She she was at um, Rasselbock, wasn't she, I think in January and came over and just started chatting. I think she knows a couple of guys either from Instagram or the real world, but she came over and had a bit of a chat and was like, what are you guys, what's this all about? And then all of a sudden she rocks up uh, in a turquoise t-shirt like and then and, and you know just and you're right em it's a really good call out it's 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 people like that like jess and there's so many of them that throw themselves in step out of the comfort zone and they make they, they, they add to our family they, they they give it another layer another dimension you know within a couple of minutes she was you know she was playing with harper and she was like oh if you need to to go well, till Sammy gets back, I'll watch her. Don't worry. And I'm like, I'm walking off thinking, 
this this is a complete stranger I've just left my kids with. But <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I don't know if I should be saying that. I, I, that's just a bad reflection of me as a father. But uh, but you know what I mean? Like people who take, take the child. <laughs> oh, well, you did give half a bat within minutes. Um, but it just I don't know. It we're, it's great. It, it, it is great. It's hard work sometimes trying to build what we're trying to build and sometimes it can feel like a slog but when people like Jess come along and the other guys that get involved whether it's for the first time or the hundredth time it makes you realize okay yeah go on then let's keep doing this because because it's boss in it yeah one thing I loved seeing was Paul Lock emerge from the bushes on Saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> Other people noticed as well. We're all stood around, and uh, and then all of a sudden, Paul Lock just appeared out of a bush, uh, walked on over, gave everyone a hug, did a run, and then he disappeared back into said bush at the end. Is that where he sleeps? Yeah, that's, just... that's where he lives. He lives in a bush on Pullbrook Park. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't have his anorak on, though. The, the, the lesser spotted PTP. Is Paul Lock? Actually, SMG. Mm, maybe. I don't know. SMJs. I don't know. SMJs. Mm. A lot cooler than Paul. I love Paul, but SMJ's got a swagger yeah. about it. Oh, he's, he's I, better I'm, with the ladies in the SMJ. No, I, well, SMJ's better with the ladies than most people. To be fair, so, that's yeah. that's not an insult to Lockie. That's just that's just SMJ's the creme de la creme. Yeah, don't I know about it? He's with my. <laughs> 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 yeah, have you told that? Does, does Emma know about this week's deserted island disc? No, or are you just waiting? Not yet. Not uh, yet. Well, oh, save it, save it for, for save it for tomorrow. Yeah, Emma, just enjoy listening to the podcast tomorrow. On a live reaction when she realizes what SMJ's got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's move on. So, Park Run Cup, massive success. Pause at Park Run, we love it. Uh, Fartlight family, we love you. Ben and Emma, you're amazing for doing it. Bring on 2024. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yep, sound. Um, so Matt's conspicuous in his absence. Uh, he I, I, he is on holiday to be fair to him and celebrating his wedding anniversary and he did join the first segment despite being his absent. wedding anniversary when did he get married oh sorry yeah <laughs> so, sorry <laughs> didn't mean that uh, anniversary of when he met Donna proposed to Donna didn't marry Donna I don't know one of those things <laughs> that is Matt's uh, relationship uh, good job it is a good job, he's not here, but it's the roll call and it wouldn't be the same without him. So, JP, do you want to give him a ring? I don't know what he's doing. He's probably drunk in his caravan, but do you want to, um, do you want to give him a buzz and we'll, we'll try and get him to get involved with the roll call? I'm not sure. After yet, after the last segment's antics, I'm not sure if he'll be with it. But no, I can try. I can no, try. He, can only, he can only have got worse, kind of, with time passing, but give him a buzz and we'll see. Okay. Hello, Matthew. Are you there? What's up now? Hello? Hello. Hello. You all right? Yeah, what, um, what? we're just recording the podcast. I thought, I thought, we, I, that, I didn't think we were doing it this week after the shambles of the first segment. I thought you'd fuck me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that was my steer, but I've been overruled. 
Unfortunately, it's a democracy, not a dictatorship. It's so. not. It's, no one wants to do the roll call song. That's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Matt, do the roll call song. <laughs> that's all I've been drafted in to do. Just enjoying my hot tub with a nice beer, and you're interrupting that for me to just come on and do the roll call song. Oh, Matt's got slurry voice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Matt's got slurry voice. <laughs> full, full version, Matt. Full version. I'm not looking forward to this. Um, um, how many beers have you had, Matt? Probably about five, I think. Not many. Five oh or six. Oh, my God. But you're only small. It's enough. It's enough. And you're bad enough when you're sober. <laughs> right, come on. Song. Now, you know you'll be loving this shit right here. I can't swear, can I? No, you... <laughs> you've, sworn, you've already sworn twice. You've only been on for three minutes. <laughs> you can swear. Now you know you'll be loving this thing right here. Our O double L calling is right here. But like Damali, put them hands in the air because if you don't care, then we, we don't, don't care. care. That, 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 that wasn't very good. That, that, that I want more from it. And if you don't, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> or the big 26 uh half or an ultra or just chilling in netflix so where the hell are you at fam back the hell up and shut the hell up while we roll this call up keep roll calling 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 what that was interesting oh my dear four beers is your yeah go away see ya Bye, enjoy everybody on the whoever's getting roll called this week. Well done. Uh, enjoy, and I'm going to go and enjoy, enjoy some more beers. So, uh, enjoy, later, joy. You can go and enjoy, enjoy. Bye, bye. Enjoy, enjoy your beers, Matt. Bye. Love you all. I, uh, I hope I'm not pacing on you guys, and I was listening. <laughs> and, uh, okay. Matt, Matt, go away. I'm kicking him off the call. Uh, a feature of Skype that we didn't know existed uh, but yeah he's gone um, hopefully he's dropped his phone in the <laughs> hot tub mm. uh, let's do some roll call Emma do you want to start us off sure <laughs> um, so Mighty Joe UK uh, David Young I jet washed the patios and painted the fence and did a few runs so there was some running in there well done we'll take it <laughs> Benny Next up, we have Mr. Uh, Mr. Nick Finney. Dirt Are you sure it's not Matt, this one? Uh, well, it could be. It could be. Um, <clears throat> so Nick Finney drank a whole 500 milliliter can of 12% beer, even though it tasted like fire and bleach. Hmm, interesting. How do you know what fire and bleach tastes like? He's tried it. It's got to try it. It's Nick Finney. It, 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 it is Nick Finney. Yeah, he drinks anything. Uh, JP? Yeah, uh, so Runner Dean. Um, so meeting up with McPaul in Ipswich for pork run and coffee. That was nice oh. to see. It was lovely what to see, it. wasn't it? We love yeah. we love Dean. And we love McPaul as well. So. We are. Oh, well, that goes about saying. I feel like we didn't need to even clarify. Well, it's just a beautiful McPaul. match. Love it. Uh, yeah, lovely. Uh, hope you guys had an absolutely wonderful time. Uh, I have just scurried into the other room to get Sammy's phone. Got a busy one roll call this week, haven't we? Let's, let's yeah. motor through him. Uh, B, uh, B, happy underscore runner. Trip up north, spelt correctly as well, N-O-R-F. 
uh, and a fine time at Rothay Park Park Run. No altitude sickness. Didn't even get a nosebleed. Good for you. Uh, Rothay Park, any good, Ben and Emma? Not done. We've not done it. Uh, wouldn't even know where it is. It's not. It's not near us. So I wonder how far up north she's actually on about. She says north, but it might not be very north at all. Watford. It's, it's not in Lincolnshire. It's not in Nottinghamshire. It's not in. It's not in Yorkshire. I don't think. Well, there's your homework, Benny. But well uh, done, B, for venturing up north and not getting a nosebleed. Emma is next. Uh, it's the Sim Reaper himself, John Simpson. Uh, Shout out to Leonie for being a great finalist. Also, Rob and Julie for pacing me in the final. Yeah. Well <laughs> can, can I just point out something that I found to be a very, very effective pacing strategy with Simo on Saturday? When he start, when every time he slowed down, either me or Joe would say to him, "I thought the Sim Reaper was here, but I'm just seeing John Simpson." <laughs> 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 and he kept reacting to it. All you need to do is, where's the Sim Reaper gone? I need to see the Sim Reaper. And all of a sudden, he'd march up alongside you. He loves that nickname. Right, anyway, uh, Ben, who's next? Uh, next up, Positive Lassie. That's Karen. Uh, she wants to shout out Lane for her half marathon PB in Edinburgh. Lots of great times in Edinburgh, uh, and I'm sure, and I think there might be a couple more call-outs uh, in the roll call. But uh, but yeah, Lane did amazing. So well done, Lane, and thank you, Karen, for shouting Lane out. JP. Uh, yeah, just before I do, uh, Rothair Park is in the lakes, by the way, near Ambleside. So there you go. Uh, yeah, we haven't ventured Thanks, over the country properly yet. So. Yeah, lovely bit of the world. Um, just ask Jolly from his. He's not right. He's not over it yet. No. Um, this next one's for Al Runs, uh, so shout out to Wayne and Jamie D on their ultra. So that looks amazing from you guys. Well done. Absolutely incredible work, both of you. Yeah, uh, good job. Uh, and then we've got a Gary Ludd with a standard boom orange carrot for anyone who need one who needs one right now. He also said they achieved nothing but a big boom orange carrot to the Park Run Cup finalists and die for getting her PB. Another died in Edinburgh, didn't she? Was that another? That was another half marathon, I think. <laughs> Yep, so well done to you, Die. And then, of course, the boom orange carrot was over the page. For anybody who needs a boom... I don't think we've boomed enough orange carrots lately, guys. We need to bring that back in Series 10. There's there's been precious few boom orange carrots, so thank you, Gary, for prompting it. Uh, Emma, back round to you. So, Kiwi goes running. Uh, Finally created my own Insta running account. Excited to be part of this community. Nice one. Very good. Yeah, I saw I saw her pop up on uh, following the podcast and my own account as well. So very nice to meet you, Keely, albeit virtually. Uh, if you do come across the podcast, I'm hoping you do. And you've not just thought you were answering some kind of quiz on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we are glad for you. You are part of this running community. It's full of good eggs. And we hope you have lots of good times here. Ben, who's next? Uh, next up is Running Fliss, and she has put second place finish. And if I'm not wanting, is it, mm. is it park run? Is it a race? We don't know. Get on a silver the medal. There you go. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well, well done. Well done. Second place finish. That'll do. Absolutely. We'll take it. Um, JP, who's next? Yeah, so Bird the Stampede underscore runs. Ran from London to Birmingham. The train was too expensive. That's just insane. Mm. Very much so. Very much so. That might be something that maybe it'd be good to talk to someone about 
if someone had a podcast that maybe they could talk to someone about something cool like that on it. I don't know. Maybe just uh, maybe just watch this space. Uh, just to clarify, uh, Fliss running Fliss uh, Cambridge uh, half marathon. Wow! Wow! Awesome. We we were just searching for that too. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Well done, Felicity. Absolutely awesome. Sorry. Sorry that didn't roll off the tongue. There were a couple of different races this weekend. We didn't want to get it wrong, but yeah, um, that's that's where she that's where she did that. Uh, One thirty eighteen. What a time uh, that was! Uh, uh, Cambridge Half Marathon this weekend. Well done. Uh, Go on, Rob. Oh no, it's not. I'm talking absolute bollocks. That was in October 2021. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was it? Hello, Matt. Did you come back on? <laughs> that was, yeah, I need Matt to, to improve this. Where did you come second place in then? Matt and Rob have merged. He's finally, he's finally, he's finally rubbed me off. Rubbed off <laughs> on me. Ugh. What, today or in all time? Or? Whenever he chooses. Uh, I'm really sorry, Felicity. I've got no idea what your message is in context to, unless you are referring back to something that happened in 2021. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Jamie! Big shout out to Wayne for completing a hot and hilly ultra with me on to the next one. Yeah, again, well done, lads. Absolutely awesome effort. Very, very warm weather as well. So good job. Emma? Uh, it's Doug. Uh, Doug Witness. He wants to shout out Diane Brander, monster PB at Edinburgh. She knocked about an hour and, was it an hour and 14 minutes off the marathon PB? Yeah, something like that. It was, yeah, it was a big, big difference. It's what, yeah, amazing work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so next up we have, is it Running Girl X? Um, she climbed Helvellyn via Strider's Ridge and she cheated death. Um, that'd be interesting to know how she's done that. Uh, and also Keswick Park Run and a 14-mile long trail run. You'll take Definitely. it. Eventful and weekend, we- eh? Legs um, <laughs> Keswick Park was a bit of a come down from cheating death, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's an out and backer here again it's in the lakes i've never done it but I, i've heard about it uh, very good well, well well done sarah of course series 10 episode 2 guest i think she was um it's all blurring into one but good job sounds like an eventful weekend jp who's next uh, mr steve runs so he helps pocket-sized french powerhouse smash a marathon pb um lod you were a chunk is that how we're saying it <laughs> lod LED. I was putting Hello? a bit of, I was putting a bit of boom on it. <laughs> Come on then, Rob. You lived in France. How do we, how do we pronounce it? LED. LED. There you go. Perfect. You don't, you don't have to do that voice. <laughs> oh. Hello, I am John. I speak French. <laughs> En français, s'il vous plaît. Baba. <laughs> what is it? Is, that, is it The Simpsons? When they, when they do the joke. No, 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 children. En français. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point. What is it? It's when, it's when Bart goes to the posh school and they're doing French and they're all laughing at him because he's got something wrong. And she goes, no, no, no. En français. And all the kids go, oh. <laughs> 
You've got there one of those random wormholes again. This is, I do it all the time with The Simpsons. I don't realise that you don't oh, watch The Simpsons as much as me. I do, right, anyway. not that much. <laughs> it's unhealthy. Uh, but well done, Stephen. Well done. L-O-D. L-O-D. <laughs> so, so, so offensive. Sorry, Elodie. Well done. Uh, Hayley runs here. She's not French. Uh, well, she says well done to Karen and Dr. David Chung for their amazing ride London efforts. Amazing. Yeah, good job. Uh, those guys getting out on the bikes. Good to yeah. see. It's uh, next up. It's Roll Paul, and it is a Roll Paul today. It's Paul Griffiths runs. Uh, well done to Alex, Di, and Lane for smashing out new PVs at Edinburgh. Also, well done to Simo for smashing the Patron Cup. And big shout out to Karen, Mazza, Laura, and David for smashing Ride 100. Oh, and there's another one. A big shout out to Wayne and Jamie for helping each of us smash Fox 62 Ultra. And smash, and smash it, they did. Uh, it's happening again, guys. This rec- this recorded on phones is not me. So for the second time this week, I'm going to... Uh, have I gone quiet? Am I still no. there? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Maybe he can't hear us. Uh, keep Keep talking! Keep Wait, talking. It's you next, Ben, anyway. Okay, so next is my main man, Mr. Rob Corns. Very nice man. I love him. Uh, he uh, He's shouting out himself and Kelly for knocking Quarry Bank Trail 10K out last Tuesday evening. Nice trail trail race on a Tuesday night. Sounds good to me. Well done, you two. We've been uh, finished us off, JP. I'm sure yeah, you yeah, that's what she said. Oh, oh, I, actually, I, there is a that's what she said on this one. So it's the Scottish underscore runner. Completing his first marathon. It was a hot, sweaty, and a wee bit messy at the end. That's what she says. That is what she says. <laughs> I, oh. I, I, re, I, rejo- <laughs> I rejoined the call to the words. Finish us off, JP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, Rob. You missed out there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I want to finish us off. Oh, that's <laughs> um, well, well, you can because we just finished the wrong one. Way! Oh, he's back. He's back. Well done, everyone. Great work. Yep. Roll call done. Well done. Roll call done. Great job. For the second time in two weeks, I've just completely disappeared off a call halfway through because of bad internet signal. Um, let's get back to it, though. Well, uh, thank yous. We need thank yous, don't we? Uh, JP, Ben, which one of you is doing it this week? I don't mind. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, go for it, Ben. You've been the star of the show this week, so you, you can. Okay. Um, shout out to our guest this week, Craig from Runner. 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 Um, you two told me yesterday, but I've had a sleep, so I've forgotten. Just uh, runner. Runner, right, okay. Uh, Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. Um, shout out to UJP, our editor-in-chief, and uh, doing everything you do with guests. Uh, shout out to Jack, our social media guru these days. Uh, he's actually doing something for once. Uh, shout out Good to- job of it as well. Yeah, he is, yeah. He's doing pretty well. Um, shout out to you, Rob, uh, for being the hostess with the mostest. Um, the hostess with the mostest. Yeah, shout out to Matt for just just bringing entertainment every week. Uh, that's about it. That's all I can give him. Uh, he doesn't mean it, though, does he? That's the that's like uh, intentional well, entertainment. Kind of. Uh, shout out to SMJ. Um, stranded there on your island, but you've you've got Neil Marshall's package in your hand now, and uh, hopefully you 
Hopefully you've had to burn that book for... Uh, for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emma, you're in for such a treat. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to N for, for being my parkrun cup queen and uh, helping me through that. And uh, Oh, my parkrun uh, cup queen. It's adorable. Yeah. Um, and see, I give her a compliment, and she just gives me side eye as if to say, "You don't." I'm waiting for some kind of. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Shout out to the people in the background. We got Joe, Sammy, um, McPaulie. Um, Paulie's not in the background. Paulie's part of the newsletter team. Paulie and the newsletter. in the background as well. I, yeah, I, I, I always I, I always feel like we should double shout out Paulie because he does head up the newsletter and the website and he's part he's kind of like the head of that team. Yeah. But he is he's core team as well, isn't he? Yes, absolutely. And uh, he does a great job of what he does. And uh, newsletter being one of them, along with Nick Finney, Jamie Denham, and Claire Forsyth. Um, Squad. And have I forgotten anybody? Only only yourself, Ben. Oh, yeah. Well, well done, Ben. Well done, Ben. Thanks. Double, double, double duty this week. You've been on the entire podcast. I have. Um, I have. For, for, for everyone else's listening pleasure. Amazing work, mate. Um, appreciate you as always. Uh, Emma, where can people find us if you want to give us a follow, if you want to get in touch, if you want to learn more about the Farley family? Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Yes, on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and Google Music. We've got a website, whatthefartlink.com. You can get in touch by email on whatthefartlinkpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, so, where can we find you then? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I am at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, Ed? I'm at on the Georgia 85. What about you, Rob? Little runner boy, Rob, for me. Pick up. I'm at jp.runs3. And Matt's at Matty Owls if you want some kind of, I don't know, if you want to see him in a hot tub, I guess, drunk, which is all that's going to be on his socials for the next couple of days. Uh, do you guys want to know who's on the show next week? Yes. Yeah. We are drawing to a close. We've not got very many episodes left, guys, have we? Is it three? Three more left. So uh, we are going out strong, though. Yes, it is three more left. Sorry. Um, we're going out strong. We've got three great guests. And the first one we have got next week, I recorded it a couple of days ago, and it was awesome, is Mr. Matt Jeffrey. Uh, Matt's Instagram is MJT84. Very well prepared, as always. Give me two seconds. Yeah, I can't find it. I think he had a school with a kid called Matt Jeffries. I doubt it's him. He had a twin brother called uh, Joe. I think he was going to listen to this, and I doubt it's him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but it's very well stalled for me, Ben. Uh, I, I, I can't find his job handle. Anyway, Matt uh, is a very good runner uh, over multiple distances. Running's been a big part of his life. Um, he had a bit of a difficult relationship with it early on in the sense of not really falling in love with it, but he's had a weight loss journey and then he's found running. He basically amazing, amazing, amazing kind of like rise to running some really good times, being really engaged in running and having it be a really big part of his life. Um, Then something massive happened a couple of years ago. Uh, Matt was diagnosed with cancer. 
uh, and has been living through recovering, uh, has had recurrences of, is basically in a massive battle to maintain his quality of life and his life itself, um, but continues to run and continues to raise money and continues to inspire. And he's a cool dude. He, he ran Manchester Half Marathon along with JP just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's still out running, even though he's about to start radiotherapy again. He's just a good dude. And he was recommended by a Fartlight family member. Uh, and I don't regret doing it at all. Great chat, great guy. And you're going to want to tune in to find out more. And it's M28ATJ. That was it. It was the 28 in the middle that threw me. But yes, Matt, good dude. And looking forward to sharing his story with you. Uh, that's us done isn't it except for to once again say that we are in uh, Jubilee 10k Witness Run Corn Uh, you can still book on I think you do on the day entries as well so if you want to come along get involved uh, be part of our part room part room bloody hell Rob part of our pacing takeover I'm not my best form in this segment am I Uh, our pacing takeover our first ever one we're going to be doing that on Sunday morning uh, across the Jubilee Bridge and out and back uh, through the wonderful town, my hometown of weirdness. Uh, so do come along. Uh, if not, keep an eye on our stories because we'll be live streaming and uh, sharing some bits and bobs throughout the day. Um, and then, of course, Fart Like Family Picnic is happening on the 1st of July. That's in Milton Keynes at Will and Lake. Uh, you can come along to that. Kids are very, very welcome. Uh, we're going to be doing part run. We're going to be having some games. We're going to be playing some football. We're going to be playing some rounders. We're going to have a picnic. Uh, it's a nice central place for them to make Willen uh, Lake is a very, very nice park. So come along to that if you wish to drop us a DM if you want to find out more. And then the big one, we are starting our community challenge, our summer community challenge, the summer showdown renamed for Make Mark Run. Um, it's still Make Mark Run. Uh, that starts on the 10th of July. We have 125 people signed up. I thought it was 126, but it turns out Derek signed up twice. So it's 125. Um, which is a nice round number five team captains, four of them in the room today the other one is probably drowning in a jacuzzi right now because he's too drunk to stay upright uh, it's going to be good fun, ten weeks we're going to do some challenges We're gonna the, the main purpose of it as a community challenge is we want to help bring people a little bit closer together in the running community, if you want to make some friends if you're thinking how do I get involved, how do I meet new people how do I broach the embryo of a conversation uh that might make me um a new pal this is a good way to do it we're just there to lubricate uh the cogs a little bit and to try and bring you guys together um uh, it's gonna be fun different teams bit of banter bit of competitiveness uh, no prizes on offer just uh, bragging rights uh uh for you against your fellow instagram runners um so come and get involved we've got a sign up sheet that is in our link tree on our bio uh, if you want to find out a bit more before you do, again, drop us a DM and we will get in touch by any of the methods that Emma told you uh, very, very capably before. I think that's it, guys. Is there anything else that I've not covered? You just need to do your sign-off. Shall we get it done, then? As mm-hmm. always, guys, may your runs continue to be absolutely wonderful. Be excellent to each other. Be kind or just fuck off because you're a dick. And we will see you hopefully on Sunday, if not next week for episode eight as the series starts to wind down to an end. We love you. Peace. Hello, Matt. Will you come back next week? Rob's falling apart without you.